from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Seamus Hogan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution of three donors. The first are anonymous donors from Stratford, Ontario, for the intentions of their five children and their families. The second is an anonymous donor from Scarborough, Ontario, for improved health and the deceased members of her family. The third are anonymous donors. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Today, as we continue our week of prayers for vocations, we ask all those in the daily TV Mass community to hold in our hearts and prayers our young people who are about to graduate from high school university or college, or just entering the workforce. Pope Francis, in his apostolic exhortation, Christus Vivit, to young people and the entire people of God, shared that Christ is alive. He is our hope, and in a wonderful way, he brings youth to our world, and everything he, touched, and everything he touches becomes young, new, full of life. The very first words, then, that I would like to say to every young Christian are these. Christ is alive, and he wants you to be alive. Today, we join together in prayer for our youth that their faith may be alive in their hearts as they discern their calling in life. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who set St. Catherine of Siena on fire with divine love in her contemplation of the Lord's passion and her service to your church, grant through her intercession that your people, participating in the mystery of Christ, may ever exult in the revelation of his glory, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. On the day that Stephen was killed, a severe persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and made loud lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church by entering the house after house, dragging off both men and women. He committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went from place to place, proclaiming the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria 
and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds, with one accord, listened eagerly to what was said by Philip, hearing and seeing the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud shrieks, came out of many who were possessed, and many others who were paralyzed or lame were cured. So there was great joy in that city. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. 
After Jesus had fed the crowd with the five loaves, he said to the people, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. What is the fundamental human quest in life? The legendary neurologist Sigmund Freud got it wrong. He said that life was primarily a quest for pleasure. The influential psychotherapist Alfred Adler also got it wrong. He said life is primarily a quest for power. Rather, as Viktor Frankl, the Holocaust concentration camp survivor said, the most fundamental quest is to find meaning in life. I discovered this truth in my university years. At the time I was studying philosophy, and in particular, I was enamored with the existentialist philosophers. These were optimistic people like Jean-Paul Sartre, who, when asked who his neighbor was, said, my neighbor, my neighbor is hell. Or Friedrich Nietzsche, who boldly declared that God is dead. Now, at the same time that I was studying these philosophers, I was also deepening my Catholic faith. I was always brought up in the faith and was active in the church, first as an altar server, and then in later years as a lector. But I didn't have, I think, a deep intellectual formation in my faith. In other words, I didn't really know why the Catholic Church taught the things that she taught. But the more I studied, the more I became aware of the unfathomable depths of God and the mysteries of his church. And that was very satisfying for me. I finally had fundamental answers for the questions I was asking. Answers that satisfied me at a very deep level of my being, as few others could. Even the most brilliant of philosophers were still limited individuals, whereas the Catholic Church could harmonize, humanize, and civilize the deepest emotions in my heart the deepest longings of my mind and my thought. After much searching, I actually realized what Jesus was talking about in today's gospel. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I had finally found what I had been searching for, a love which was unconditional. Anyone who comes to me, Jesus says today, I will never drive away, not only unconditional, but everlasting. All who believe in me, he said, have eternal life. So in a word, I was surprised. He surprised me, and it hit me. 
the realization that there's nothing more beautiful than to be surprised by the gospel, by the encounter with Christ. There's nothing more beautiful than to know him and to speak to others of our friendship with him. And from that moment, I knew I had to live my life for him. Unexpectedly, I felt drawn to be a priest. And never wanting to live with regrets, I entered St. Augustine Seminary, still not 100% sure if I was meant to be a priest. Well, that was nearly 20 years ago, and I can honestly say that every day of my priesthood has been a blessing, and I couldn't imagine doing or being anything else. To stand in Christ's place, to mediate between humanity and God, offering the prayers of the people of God to him and giving God's blessings upon the people, to be able to say over ordinary bread and wine, this is my body, this is my blood, and to have it become the very body and blood of Jesus, that God would give mere men power over his body, that a penitent person coming into the confessional, feeling nothing but guilt and remorse, could leave after hearing the words, I absolve you of your sins, renewed, refreshed, restored to their dignity as a son or daughter of God. It's truly humbling though, because one can never earn this, one never deserves this, and in the end, no one is actually worthy of the priesthood. And that's because, to use the words of St. John Paul II, the priesthood is both gift and mystery. Gift, because it is freely given, not earned, and mystery, because God calls some people and not others. There are many people who are more articulate, more intelligent, and probably more effective and energized than I am. And yet, for some reason, God has not called them necessarily to be priests, but he has called me. And that's humbling. He's not called me because of myself, but actually in spite of myself. And he continues to call. There has always been a shortage of priests, even in the first century when people said to Jesus, we need more servants. Jesus said one thing and one thing alone, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his harvest. And that's an invitation I give to all of you in our TV Mass community. Every day, I would invite you to pray one Hail Mary for an increase in vocations to the priesthood. One simple Hail Mary. Can you imagine tens and thousands of us all over the world with this simple prayer? God certainly would take notice. How could he ignore so many people with such a just and beautiful prayer crying out to him? Today and every day, Please pray one Hail Mary for an increase in vocations. Allow me to finish with the moving words of the 19th century French Dominican, Jean-Baptiste Lacordaire. His words may seem dated to some, even romantic, perhaps naive, but I would say they're valid all the same, for they come from a deep place in his heart, the heart of a priest, one who knows gift and mystery the life of the priest. To live in the midst of the world without desiring its pleasures. To be a member of each family, yet belonging to none. To share all sufferings, to penetrate all secrets, to heal all wounds. To go from men to God, offering him their prayers. To return from God to men, giving them peace 
and hope, to have a heart of fire for charity and a heart of bronze for chastity, to teach, to pardon, to console, and to bless always. My God, what a life, and it is yours, O priest of Jesus Christ. We now offer our prayers and our petitions to our Heavenly Father. We pray for our teens and young people that they might overcome any fear of, of unworthiness and truly consider a vocation to priesthood or religious life. We pray to the Lord. That the example of religious sisters and brothers will attract many young people to give their lives to Jesus. We pray to the Lord. For that parents and grandparents have the grace to guide their children through the trials of life and to help them discern not just their careers but also their vocations. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all in our TV mass community who are struggling in these times or who are uncertain and insecure. We ask that they may experience the mercy of God in their lives and that all of our workers in the front lives, on the front lines may be protected and find, and find meaning in their wonderful work. We pray to the Lord. God our Father, send workers into your great harvest so that the gospel is preached, the poor are served with love, the suffering are comforted, and your people are strengthened by the sacraments. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may accepted by you, O Lord, may I sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, of my iniquity, and cleanse me of my sins. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept, O Lord, the saving sacrifice we offer in commemoration of Saint Catherine, so that instructed by her teaching, we may give ever more fervent thanks to you, the one true God, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. 
for in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Thomas our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, 
we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant us peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share with one another the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. May the heavenly table at which we have been fed, O Lord, confer eternal life upon us, even as in this world it nourished the life of St. Catherine, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Remember that all requests for prayers are included in our prayer intentions book and shared with all of our celebrants.